I think most of the time when somebody's being fired, it's actually a management or a leadership issue. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I am your host, Donald Miller. Today, we're going to answer more of your questions as small business owners. And we've chosen a topic that is no fun. It's all about firing people. How do you do it? You know, why do you do it? You know, what is the process of letting somebody go? I've had to do it. I can't stand it. I don't like it. I don't imagine that you love uh, firing people. I doubt you're the Grinch. But bottom line is, you know, they always say hire slow, fire fast. And if you want to build a team, a winning team, you got to address reality. You have to be able to admit things aren't working. And you either move people around, you develop them, or you let them go. Can you imagine a football coach or something in the NFL or in college football who is afraid to pull the quarterback? That team is going to tank and everything's going to go bankrupt because this person just won't, you know, admit reality and let somebody go. Question is, you know, how do we do it? So we asked you, the listeners, for questions as it relates to firing and processes and all that kind of stuff. Maybe you could just passive aggressively send them this actual episode and maybe that's how you do it. Probably not, though. It's probably a better way. We'll talk about that next. It's February and love is in the air. However, that is not the case if your sales team is in a relationship with the wrong sales platform. But don't worry, because Sales Hub from HubSpot is here to help. It's an all-in-one platform that helps teams prospect smarter, boost revenue, and scale better. Plus, it's easy to learn and free to start. What's not to love about that? Be the perfect matchmaker and introduce sales to a new platform. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Just head to HubSpot.com sales now. Bobby, have you ever been fired? Oh, man. What a way to start. Have I been fired? I Honestly, I don't think I've ever been fired before. I've definitely been, I think, told, hey, 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 focus up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always good. Somebody's developing you. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't know if it was just a fear of not wanting to disappoint people or also just wanting to deliver the best work I could do. Have you ever been fired? I don't think I cannot. First of all, it's shocking that I have never been fired. I thought you could say that I've never been fired. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Bobby, that's shocking. That's shocking, Bobby. You know, my first job was Popeye's fried chicken. That lasted a very short period of time and I quit. I was 16 years old. And that was mostly logistics. My you quit mom before you could get fired. I quit before I could get fired. And I definitely would have gotten fired. And then, but I remember I worked at a Kmart. Are you old enough to know what a Kmart I know what is? A Kmart is. <laughs> it's like the oh, discount Walmart. Yeah. And uh, I had a job at Kmart, and I was bringing something in. I worked in automotive, and I was bringing something in from where the mechanics are. And something happened with a door, and I cracked a window. I can't. I can't remember exactly how I cracked a window. And two weeks later, I get called to the manager's office. And I'm convinced that I am being fired. And uh, she says, uh, Don, wanted to have a conversation with you about, you know, your future. And I said, well, can I explain kind of what happened with the window? And <laughs> she's just looked at me. She goes, yes. And I said, well, you know, this and that and this and that. And uh, I said, I'm more than happy to pay for it if you want it to come out of my check. You know, I think I'm like 17 years sure, old at this sure. point. She says, well, I'm glad to know about the window. We're actually going to offer you the assistant receiving manager position. <laughs> and I, she was like... I had no idea about the window. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's very like, par- I've definitely had moments with like my parents where I come home and they're like, uh, hey, can you uh, tell us what happened? I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, I was I was driving too fast. And I came home late. And they're like, wait a minute. That wasn't, we didn't know about that. <laughs> Spill your guts without knowing. <laughs> but have you ever had to fire anybody? I have. Oh, how'd that go? 
It was it was no fun, but it was in the moment. It's almost like uh, it had to happen. Yeah, and there was relief, and I think there was relief from both parties. Yeah, and was definitely something at the end of it. I, I told the person, "Hey, when I see you outside of this office or this workspace, I will absolutely come up to you and say, how are things going? How are you doing? I will, you know, shake your yeah. hand. I just wanted to, you know, yeah, leave like it. the relationship matters. Yeah, it's really it important to me. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't a good fit. That, you're a good boss. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You are. Thank that, you. you know, a lot of people would sort of enjoy the power of that moment. Oh, it's no think fun. That's a teller of how yeah. maybe you need to work on something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've had to do it too. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just the whole night before mm-hmm. when you're trying to go to bed. Right. And then the morning of. Sure. You're up early and you're the hours before and then the walking into the room and then there they are. It's just. Ugh. Yeah. I'm sure we have questions about how to do it. So with that, Bobby, do we have any questions about firing people? We actually do. We have a question that came from Lila that I selected out that really spoke to everything that we're wanting to break down today and kind of speak into. Lila is a tech startup founder, specifically in software development. This is what she said. She goes, firing someone in a small tech startup team can have a big impact. How do I handle it in a way that maintains team morale and doesn't create a toxic atmosphere at our software development company? So it sounds like she's needing to fire somebody or let somebody go. And how can she do that without it feeling like team members are going to take sides or do it in a way that's transparent, but also like you were saying in the intro, you hire slow and you you fire fast. Yeah. And you know, one thing to also worry about, we're kind of worried about creating a culture of toxic culture by firing somebody sure. and creating this fear-driven culture. But, you know, I would say to Lila, I have never let anybody go in which I didn't discover soon after that the people that they worked with felt that that person needed to be let go. You know, if it gets to the point where you're letting them go, my guess is it's not just you who has a problem. There's a with deeper them. root. There's yeah. a deeper root. Yeah. And people are quiet about it. They're not unkind. They don't like to throw each other under the bus. But literally, there's never been any fallout when I have let somebody go because often the people on that team are actually carrying that person's load and they're tired of it. And you got to let them go. I mean, if you're letting somebody go because you have an ego issue or they're rubbing you the wrong way or- It's a bigger It's, it's a bigger, a bigger problem. Thing. Um, so you got to ask yourself, okay, is this about me? And if it's about me and I've got a problem with this person, you need to be the leader and build a relationship with this person. There's probably something about them that threaten you. And you've got to know, you know, there's coaches who have to work with really diva quarterbacks. And that's part of leadership is, you you know, you work with these team members and they're getting really great results. And, you know, at some point, the diva becomes such a distraction that I remember a, a team that let this really great quarterback go. And it was kind of shocking. And there was zero fallout yeah. <laughs> the rest of the and team. And then you slowly start hearing through no, the— No, they put that yeah. dude's backup in. Most people know what I'm talking about right oh, now. Oh, man. The backup performed extremely well, and the diva quarterback went somewhere else and had a terrible season and had to figure out some stuff for themselves. So, you know, that, that stuff happens. And, but, you know, you got to figure out if it's you. And if it's you, you cannot let that person go. You have a development opportunity to be a better leader and learn how to manage difficult personalities. A lot of like high narcissistic personality disorder kind of folks will only work with people who kiss their butts. That's it. They will not work with anybody else. In fact, 
they don't even care if that person is competent as long as they feed their ego. Stricken the ego, and the, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people go and they find these charismatic leaders and they sign up to work with this charismatic leader and they get into this workplace and slowly discover the actual mission of this organization is not the mission of the organization. The mission of the organization is to feed that dude's ego. And the whole reason he's helping all these kids around the world and doing all these charitable things is to feed his ego and develop a platform. And they're like, well, if we do this over here in Africa, that would be really amazing. And the leader's running it through this filter, but how does that get me glory? And they say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this over here. I'm going to go speak at this thing. And the team literally sits there going, wait, I thought we signed up to help kids. Because that's what he's up, he's up there talking about how we help kids. But really, he's up there talking about how loving I am. I mean, I've heard that story half a dozen times. Yeah. And that's you. It's not your team. That's you. And so you got to figure out, you know, and then if, hey, by the way, if you work for that person, get out. Like, like just get out. You know, you, you now know that it was really about them and it's not about the mission. And if you, I mean, if you really like them and want to make them famous, that's fine. But if you wanted the mission, then you got to go somewhere else. All right. None of what I've said has been remotely helpful to Lila's questions. So let well, me, no, let me maybe get you. internally Lila needs yeah, to ask, is it me? Yeah, I is guess it so. Me? You got to figure that stuff but out. But let's say it's not. Let's say Lila is, I can only assume, is a great business I'm sure owner. Lila is great. Yeah. Let's do this in steps. List the problem areas. List what's going on and the reason that you think this person needs to go. I would also create a list of everything that they're doing really well, because you want to see if you can actually silo that and give them a new job description so they, they can keep doing what they're doing well. Oh, interesting. Yep. And then actually add to that team somebody who can make up for their liabilities, right? A lot of people who are great project managers are not creative. And a lot of creatives are not great project managers. One of the things I've done is you hire somebody to project manage a department and you expect creativity and you discover they aren't creative. And in my personal opinion, managing the project and executing tasks is actually more important than the creativity. You can job out creativity. But there have been times when I've been tempted to let somebody go because they don't have any good ideas and not moving things forward. And then I'm like, wait a second, you just hire an ideas person, right? And, and work with them on that. And you're, you're great. And it works really well. So a lot of times, like we're expecting too much from somebody. So we want to list the problems and then list the positives and then ask the question, do we really need to let this person go? Now, if this person is putting their hands on people's knees, that, sorry, that liability is bigger than any positive thing that you can, they can, you can possibly list. Right. Another place people get. One strike, get, they're out. Yeah, one strike, you're out. You know, so you got to figure that out. However, you're just kind of going, I know we can get more. I just know it. And they're dropping balls everywhere. They're dropping balls everywhere. Okay, next thing. The next thing you want to do, if we have a legitimate list of grievances, now you got to do this. You actually have to list the stated expectations for that person. Because if you didn't state the expectations clearly, then the problem is probably on you. The problem is a management oh, problem. Man. But you can fix that really quickly. Sure. You just pull them into an office and say, hey, just want to make sure you understand the expectations for your job. Can I list them for you? And now you got to, you have a, the, the beginning of firing them. The beginning of firing them is clarifying the expectations, making sure they understand it. They might even need to sign a list. And then if there's a delta between the way they're performing and the stated expectations, you want to create a development plan. And the development plan, step three, the development plan gets them from the stated expectations, gives them an opportunity to perform. So this is what we expect of you. Uh, we're going to give you 60, 90 days, whatever that is. And you and I are going to meet, by the way, step four is execute a meeting structure. 
you and I are going to meet every week or every two weeks to talk through how this is going. I think at this point, if you've stated the expectation, if you haven't stated the expectations, you have to state them. And then you can't really say, look, you're going to be fired unless you hit them. Because they're like, well, this is the first <laughs> time you ever told me what I'm supposed to do, for crying out loud. You know, and they have a legitimate point. So I think you have to state the expectations, then watch it another 60 or 90 days, and then come back in, restate the expectations, and you can actually let them go at that point. Or you can create a development plan to say, let's get you from where you are to where you can meet these. Is there anything I can help you with? You want to be for this person. What you're also doing here is very important. One, you're being a good boss and you're being a good human. You know, super important. You're giving them a chance and hopefully they will respond to that chance. Now, if they're the sort of person that has an ego and says, I, I've met with people who they, they have a, an identity that they're perfect and they're actually very, very sweet people who do amazing things. But if you have the identity that you're perfect, you are extremely offended that you would ever need to be developed. Those people will quit. Guaranteed. They do not hear anything that says they they're not hear perfect. The, the feedback, yeah. So they'll, they'll quit, and that's one way. Now you don't have to fire anybody. They, they quit. You don't have to do a severance package or any of that. That's kind of <laughs> nice. But some of them will try to do it. Entrepreneurs on Fire, hosted by John Lee Dumas, is available now on the HubSpot Podcast Network. Each episode of Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and it shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey so you can create the life you've always dreamed of. So if you're into fast-paced and packed-with-value stories, this show is definitely for you. In fact, in a recent episode titled From Zero to One Billion Views in 12 Months, JLD talks with Hillary Billings, who's the leading expert on the psychology of attention. Hillary really breaks down the first thing that every great video must do, what you need to do right now to produce content like a pro, and how to approach social media so that it's working for you and not the other way around. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. Step five is you need to list the measurable expectations that you have for their development plan. So we are meeting to see how you're doing on making all those sales calls. We're meeting to see how you're doing on the number of bottle caps that you've got to screw on bottles at the end of every day. You're meeting to be able to do that. There's also a timeline involved in that. We're going to do this within 90 days. At the end of the 90 days, you have done everything good, fair, and right to let them go. Now, in some states, you actually need a paper trail that identifies this. And plus, it's just good to have that paper trail, period. But now you can actually let them go. So now if they don't perform, you're actually at a point where you can let them go. If they do perform, let's cover that first. That's what I was going to say. I said, what happens when they check all these boxes, they show up better than before, and- You honor them. This is the, And that's the best scenario best to be Best possible scenario. You know how hard it is to on-ramp the next person and recruit them and find them and interview <laughs> right, them? Right. You do not want to be letting this person go. So you, know, you honor them. And I think you honor them with like, a. you can do it a certificate. You can do like a dinner with their family or you know, send them to dinner. You want a formal way to say most improved player. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a big old deal in the NFL. If you're the most improved player, I mean, that's a coveted title. It's a badge of honor, yeah. I'm so proud of you. You know, and we, we got on the same page and you put in the work and I'm just proud of you. And you want to honor them. You may not honor them in front of everybody because it was a development program. Sure, sure. But you, you would want to honor them and give them a t attention or compensation. 
So, you know, they come back and you say, hey, I love the way that you've responded to the way that we've been meeting and these expectations. And you'd normally get a raise at the end of the year. I want to give you a 5% raise now because of how you respond to this. You know, you're the kind of person we want to keep around. That's the sort of language that you're going to want to use if they have succeeded. So let's talk about step 6.5. 6.5. And <laughs> that is if they have not succeeded, if they have not performed well. Yeah, what happens then? You got to let them go. And um, this is a problem for a lot of people. They make this a long meeting. This is an incredibly short meeting. Right. This is a two-minute meeting because it is not a conversation. The decision's been made. Yeah, and the way you do that is you actually say, hey, you know, we've been meeting for a while. You know where we are in terms of what we need in this position. Uh, we think that you're a wonderful human being and we love working with you. However, if whoever is in this position doesn't perform these tasks well, we are unable to reach our objectives as a business. And so we think that you're not wired for this job. Uh, we wish you the absolute best, and but we're going to let you go. Today's your last day with the company. Okay, a couple things there. You want to give at least a three-month severance package. If it is a significant leader who has invested a lot of heart and soul into the business, at least six months. What you're actually, you're buying something with that three or six months. First of all, you're honoring the person. You're setting them up to win. They will forgive you. And they're all, they're all going to be mad at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get through this with a friendship that doesn't need some reconciliation work. But what they're going to do is they're going to look back and go, okay, that was you know pretty fair once they land back on their feet. Six months, the reason you want that for a significant leader who's going to go to another company and they, you know, they're an influential person, if they say, well, you know, they fired me, one of the questions that's going to be asked around the pub is, you know, what kind of severance package they gave What's you? your compensation, right? Yeah. And when they go, well, they gave me six months, everybody who hears that says, well, that sounds like a pretty good <laughs> deal right now. And so they can't, it's going to be very hard for them to go, they're awful. They're terrible people. They're not generous. They're unkind. I'm so glad I'm out of their toxic workplace. Did they give you severance? Yeah, they gave me six months. Come on. So you're buying some good name. You're being kind. There's no loss that if you can afford to do it, do it. Those are the sort of six and a half steps. There's a choose your own adventure at the end. But those are the six and a half steps that, uh, that I would take if you're going to let somebody go. And it just needs to be part of your human resources protocol. You need to obey it and you'll be better off. Like, gosh, I could tell you stories about why people have been fired. <laughs> but, uh, you know, let's go through them. One, list the problem areas. Two, list stated expectations because they're not in the mind reading business. What did you tell them to do? If you have not told them what to do, create a development plan. Execute a meeting structure around that plan, coach them through the development process using measurable expectations and a timeline, and then at the end of 90 days, you decide to keep them and honor them, or now you have every reason you can to let them go and give the biggest severance package that you can. And, and by the way, all of this exists, because I want to make this very clear, all of this exists, Bobby, to mitigate damage. Yeah. Nothing that I said will make this process go well are perfect, I should say. They are not going to like you for at least a year. But when the dust settles and their ego is disengaged and they are able to see the situation objectively, they're going to say, look, they worked with me. They tried to make it better. They gave me a great comp package. You know, this wasn't an emotional reaction. I still don't love it, but I don't hate those guys. Right, right. Well, Lila, I, I hope, and it sounds like you've got a great system to navigate this situation, everything that Don broke down. 
The one thing too, Don, that this really speaks to in managing all these expectations is that if there are listeners that are going, oh, I hope I never have to be in this situation. The thing that came to my mind was our management and productivity framework that sort of allows to manage all of these expectations with your team so that at every step of the way, you hopefully don't fall into these holes. You yeah. can you can get it before it before it it starts to fester and root. Yeah, there's a course in the platform Business Made Simple called Management and Productivity Made Simple, mm-hmm. and it basically installs five meetings that this quote unquote development plan is actually happening with every employee <laughs> right, all right. the time. They're always they know what their priorities are. They're meeting with their leadership. They're being developed. Well, and it just helps. It helps manage anytime there's any cloudiness. You just check back in. Yeah. If I check back in with the director of marketing, there's clarity. I mean, hey, yeah. I'm a little confused on this right here. On this initiative, oh, it's this, this, and this. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm not creating a narrative in my head. Nobody's creating a narrative in their head, filling in the blanks because they don't know what's going on. And that's sort of ultimately what probably is the main route to a lot of these scenarios and in, in these situations. Yeah, it's, abso- it, it's absolutely true. I think most of the time when somebody's being fired, it's actually a management or a leadership issue. They, they had not been managed well or led well that got them there. Now, that's not always true, but I think you're, you're absolutely right about that, Bobby. We have more questions, but we're out of time. We're out of time. Well, and I think that we really followed through on yeah. We could sort of answer twenty five questions. That I know this whole process of how do you let someone go, and and you were able to sort of mark through all the scenarios yeah. from hey, maybe it's you, maybe it's them, maybe they're able to fix it, maybe they're not able yeah. to. Well, I hope that this episode is one of those episodes that gets shared a lot between business owners because you know if you know somebody who needs to fire somebody, remember this moment. Yeah and send them this episode. Because listen, I want to make it easier for business owners. I'm always in your court. But at the same time, it's hard to get fired. If you think it's hard to to fire somebody, try being fired. Neither of us have ever understood that, Bobby. (laughs) But you know, that would be pretty tough. Pretty tough. So we want to save them some pain too. And hopefully this episode will do that. Again, I hope nobody has to listen to this, but the reality is we do. We all have to face this every once in a while. And you, this is part of what makes a great manager. It's not just the encouragement and all of that. It's also how you handle difficult people in difficult situations. And your team, by the way, if you let somebody go and take them to a process that needed to be let go, you watch how much more your team respects you. They really admire you for because what they feel is like you covered my back and you did what I wanted to have done for months. You did it. And you'll get a lot more respect from folks. All right, Bobby, at the end of every episode, you know, we come up with this plan of action. It's just one thing that you can do that's really simple that, you know, helps you grow your business. And I think you actually initiated this. But today, if you go into the office today, if you go to the office, next time you're at the office, next time you're around the people that you work with, pick somebody, kind of look at them. Don't get weird about it. But ask yourself... Have the expectations that I have for this person been stated? And if I am unclear about what those expectations are, they are living in a fog. So it's on you. It's on you. It's on you. Yeah, it's on you. I thought you were going to say, pick somebody at work. And fire them. Just fire them. (laughs) Just practice this. (laughs) Practice this. Remember Enron? All those guys went to prison? Yeah. They would fire the bottom 10% every year. They had a way of measuring performance. And I don't care if you did an incredible job. If you were in the bottom 10%, you were fired. Jeez. Well, it worked it worked out for them, huh? It's evil. Gosh. And they're all they're in prison. So don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Ask yourself, do you really what you're asking is does every person on my team know what's expected of them? My mentor, a guy named Doug Kime, used to always say to me, "Don, do not put people in the mind reading business. Do not make them read your mind. Write it down, share it with them, have them sign it." 
or run our management and productivity made simple system so that their five priorities are always listed. They always know what they are and you're keeping them accountable every week. Then you don't have to fire people. So there you go. You know, one of the things that we ask Bobby is say, okay, well, let's go back through their expectations. What are their priorities? They're nailing it. So now we have a we have a problem of what we were expecting them to do has never <laughs> exactly. been listed in their priorities. Yeah, yeah. And that then then we just go, okay, we screwed up. You know, we discovered that we need to add some of these to the critical priorities. And it's just a much better human way of running a company. Yeah, and this all speaks to how we operate in our relationships, how we operate as a parent, <laughs> how we operate as a friend. You Jeez. know what I mean? Like it's is that just hit me right now. I'm like, oh how, my how gosh. You talk, like, okay, let's get personal. <laughs> You ever put your wife in the mind reading business? Oh, every day. <laughs> and we have to remind each other going, I can't read your mind. I'm sorry, honey. And you married a therapist. I did. I'm She's very, very awesome. lucky. She yeah. was fantastic. But yeah, no, I, I definitely put her in situations where I'm like, well, you didn't know I what I was thinking? I do that all the time. You didn't know what I was thinking? You didn't know I'm tired? <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to this episode. <laughs> okay. Send this to anybody who needs to fire somebody and anybody who needs a better marriage. <laughs> now we can solve the world's problems today, Bobby. Uh, me too. Thanks, Todd. All right, everybody. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast. We are simply obsessed with helping you grow your small business. Can't wait to see you again next week. Want to have Don coach through your question like the ones featured in today's episode? Just go to businessmadesimple.com slash podcast. Let us know what's keeping you up at night when it comes to running your business and submit your question at businessmadesimple.com slash podcast.